Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. Guys, we're now 11th Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by... I'm going to switch it up, so tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord, who is our... You're a fantasy chicken tender now. Nick, well done. How are you going? Mate, no, no longer a nugget. Approaching top 1,000 very slowly but surely, so... Yep, thanks. Thanks, I'm now chicken tendy. That's it, mate. You might might upgrade to mignon by the end of the year. You never know. <laughs> and and we also have our expert physio and uh, I guess NRL. You, you must be, you must be a fantasy nugget now, Mitch. Uh, well, someone has to have the mantle, and I think I've, I think I've earned it, right? <laughs> That's it. And, and, and I must be like the bench meatball because I still can't pick a bench. So, mate, let's let's roll with that. So, uh, good to hear you guys are doing well. Uh, just quickly before we get into it, uh, we're up on Facebook and Instagram at Boom or Bust NRL. Thank you for everyone who's liked and listened to the podcast. Thank you for everyone who put up with it not being up on Spotify for a day. I had to contact all of the different help desks. And, from everywhere but eventually we got up about a day later so look appreciate your guys patience uh still listening in tuning in as you did um as always if you like it leave a review and guys we had the prize this week kilo of alan's car lilies uh for our first ever promo so ogg days gene campert mate if you're listening please contact the podcast and we will send it to you if not, it'll roll on next week uh, to the lowest uh, lowest place in our overall league. So, Gene, uh, you have until, what, Friday? Is Friday yep. good for you guys? Yep. 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 So, sounds good Friday. Otherwise, it'll roll on to next week. So that is OGG Days, Gene Campit, and I'll put up something for that this week as well. So, guys, really quickly, this week we have our signature. We are... Uh, boom or bust leagues we have our sheesh stats we have trust me i'm a physio in a huge segment with mitch we have the naughty corner uh we talk about where we went wrong we run down all of our eight games we have our break even segment to the moon we talk about our captains this week because it's really quite relevant we talk about our trades as well and we get our questions from the people so boom or bust leagues nick what's happening with yours mate i heard someone went big GG's bunnies with 933. So typically 933 isn't a it's a nice score, it's not huge, but it is very big this week, I think. And also uh Elias uh Cher Brothers, I finally got the win. Uh so he copped his first loss from me, so I'm a bit chuffed and he gave us a bit of a shout out as well on the page. So cheers, mate. Nice. Um man. and the overall squad. Um we've got Death Squad and RLFL, which is Matt P. Guys, he's ninth overall in the entire NRL comp. So I think he was 10th last week and now he's 9th. So uh, keep it up, mate. Doing really well. Mate, you must have Saddam Hussein in that team, mate. So you're doing real well. Awesome. Mitch, how's your league going? Not too bad, mate. So I'm slowly clawing my way up the ladder, sitting in equal 6, but ninths on uh, points differential. And NRL FL Loms still leading undefeated at 10 and 0. 10 and 0, mate, that's filthy. And Yeah, uh, but you could win all your games and lose the final and you're still not the Premier, so... That's true, that's true. No one cares unless you win the last game of the year, mate, and that's that's going to be me. <laughs> uh, look, for me, uh, guys, I hate to say this for the chaos mode, but I put in, I put in some guys... 
uh, like some ringers in there, some of the specialist teams uh, in our league, and Paulie G, Paulie uh, Gradaska. He actually won our league this week with the highest score, 879. So we all got beaten by some dude who used to run a podcast about NRL fantasy. <laughs> Doesn't even do it properly this year. They cut him. So, mate, we, we feel pretty bad about that one. Uh, I am so far oh, 13th. Yeah, I'm not doing great. It's a bit of a rough week around this thing. Uh, unfortunately, Jaden Clark clipped me this week. But we'll get you, mate. And Kiwi Cookie is leading the league. So well done to you, mate. Nine and one. And guys, how are we doing overall for fantasy? Mitch, mate, how are you doing there? Uh, still languishing at 5,379th, mate. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, walking through mud at the moment. It's slow going and looking forward to the post-origin <laughs> period. No, I gotcha. Mate, I, I must say I was feeling pretty similarly after a couple... TPJ's twenty seven, Grant's thirty three. I was yep. like, I'm gonna get, I, I I'm gonna get filthed on this week. But I, I kind of stayed around where I was, sixteen seventy six. But Nick, mate, you did really well this week. Where, where, where are you up to? I'm twelve ninety eight. Just cracked the top thirteen hundred boys. I'm slowly climbing up there, and I've just passed you, so I'm, I'm pretty chuffed. Oh, mate, hundred percent. No, you've done really well, and so I'm just hoping I can, uh, can beat one back this week. All right, Nick, it was a big week for stats. What happened here? Starting with the uh, base stats, guys. We've got the um, uh, Lachlan Croker, not Jared Croker. Lachlan Croker with 53. I don't and, think uh, Jared Croker makes Jer- 53 tackles a year. <laughs> Jerbo and Grant each put in the half century with 50 tackles apiece. Meters gained, we watch it. Uh, Jaden Campbell, 266 meters. Tedesco, 263. And Corey Oates on the wing, 262. So... No 300s this week, but some, you know, pretty high 200s, which are pretty solid in terms of attacking stats, guys. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo got the, got the hat-trick. Cody Walker put over three tries with three try assists. Corey Oates and Alex Johnson each got three line breaks. Cody Walker, as well with his try assists, got the three line break assists to go with it, which is nice. Tom Flegler, the offload king this week with four. Tackle bust, Jaden Campbell again with 13. And Ryan Madison with 10, which is, which is an interesting one. To the try savers, uh, Zach Lomax was the only one with uh, two this week. Um, goal kicking, Adam Reynolds with seven and Cleary with six, which is unsurprising. Uh, Toby Sexton, we actually saw, I believe, all four of these. Uh, they may have been in succession. Um, he kicked four, four dropouts, which was bloody annoying. Yeah, um, they were right in front it, of us. They, they literally kicking the ball into the crowd next to us. <laughs> so uh, kick meters, uh, Benny Hunt, 548, uh, and Toby Sexton as well, five. Uh, 144 meters. All the other games had about 400 or so meters for the top kickers. So just this Dragons and Titans game was a bit of a kick fest. And it's a negative play. Uh, Lachlan Croker and Harry Grant each missed 10. So those hookers uh, really need to hold on at the first contact. I dare say because they're the smallest bloke on the field, uh, all the big boys are just running to bounce off them. And in terms of errors, guys, Reese Walsh, Tina Fasuma Ali, and Charles Clock said ease put in four errors. So. That's, uh, that's it from the sheets to ask for me this week, boys. Awesome. No, thank you very much for that one. All right. So, Mitch, mate, we're up to possibly the uh, the largest part of the night. Injuries, mate. Huge ones this week. Uh, what's happened yeah. to Victor Radley? Yeah, we've got a big uh, waiting room tonight, mate. So, we'll, we'll call in the most important players first or perhaps the most interesting. So, Victor Radley, he's done his syndesmosis now. 
We're not sure yet if he'll if he will need surgery, and it kind of depends what type of surgery. At this stage, it'll be four to six weeks in the non-surgical situation. I don't see it as a screw fixation, so most likely it'll be nine to twelve with what's called the tightrope surgery. So they basically use uh, a bit of medical thread to bring the tibia and fibula together. Assuming no surgery, look, he might be a bit off the pace the first game. Uh, with surgery, real risk of deconditioning post from being immobile. Uh, in that immediate period post. If you own him, he's a sell. Jerome Hughes, so grade one calf strain. Look, generally they're two to three weeks, so I'm a little bit surprised he's still being named. Uh, could very well be a late exclusion. Calf strains can be quite tricky to get over. Looks like a game time decision. Um, there may be a temptation for Melbourne to play him given how many personnel they have out. So I look at it the other way and say, they're probably going to lose with the amount of personnel they have out, so why take the risk? Short-term implications, if he does play this week, uh, bye-bye running game. Uh, most likely the dinner set, suit role and expect um, Munster to sip the whole milkshake. Uh, just being updated here, guys, that Radley is booked in for surgery. So that's not four to six. That'll be nine to 12. So uh, I'll see you at the end of the season, Victor. Um, Nelson Asafa Solomona. So that's a grade one MCL at this point. Uh, two weeks for Nelson with his role as a prop. He only runs straight, so not much of a concern of running laterally. Um, light decrease in time, first game back. Dale Fanukan, this is a biggie, guys. Uh, he does have... Look, he hurt his knee. It hasn't been sort of said, but reading between the lines on how he said he did it, I would wager a grade one MCL. Um, HIA repeats i don't love it he's had four concussions in the last 10 months that is a monster cause for concern was reading a couple of articles he's going to take this quite seriously i would say at least four weeks off but i really am taking a guess here his are very very unpredictable uh we're still trying to work it out and effectively the way it is at the moment is if you have any symptoms of it you fail the hi um screening so I would I would feel like he'll be at least three, but most likely four. And we saw with Ryan Pappenhausen last year, it could potentially be longer. So Wade Graham too last year. Speaking of that, yeah. he didn't come back from round thirteen. He didn't go to Queensland. I am extremely concerned for Dale, uh, and he's been the the reason for this resurgence in uh, the Cronulla outfit. So we'll talk about it later. But gee, it makes Cam McInnes an interesting prospect. Uh, Luke Brooks, so hamstring, not sure of the grading. I couldn't find anything out there. Grade one, guys, that'll be three to four weeks. Grade two, between four to six. I do not like it when players get hamstring injuries mid-season. They often come back preemptively, particularly in shit teams. Um, very hard to shake off mid-season. At this stage, I wouldn't be touching him, but heck, if you have him in your team, you know, you've got other problems. Um Jacob Host saw this one live. Uh, really nasty shoulder dislocation. Uh, watched the video of Dr. Andrew McDonald relocating it. Uh, he was green whistled. He was in all kinds of pain. Mm -hmm. They did manage to eventually get it in, but it doesn't look good. He's booked in for surgery. I would wager that's a lot of Jay. That's looking like four to six months. So the implications of that are enjoy your trip to Bali, mate, and we'll see you in 2023. Um next one here we've got uh, Josh Maguire he's got a groin strain we don't have the grading I would again suggest probably a one they're tricky to shake 
uh, but a very low uh, recurrence. So once you get them right, they tend to stay right. I would say two to three weeks. Ben Trevojevic, this is another one you and I saw, Stu. I was astonished he came back uh, in the second half, but it does show you how tough Ben is. Uh, AC joint, it looked real nasty as well. He was in all kinds of discomfort. I would say at least a grade two, but NRL boys are tough. I would not at all be shocked if it's a grade three. Grade two, we're looking between three to four weeks. Grade threes are much more unpredictable. They could be between three and eight weeks on average for NRL players. So hopefully it's not a three. If I find out anymore, we'll put that on the socials. As far as a return to play, mild limitation in tackling. So it really depends uh, if he's played in center or second row. So if he's in center, that's not a big deal. Second row, I think you'll see a bit of a dip in points. The last one is Tamari Martin. So he's got a hip flexor complaint. To play this week depends if it's a hit point strain. Um, if it is, they'll pad that up and he'll need to avoid impact. If it's a strain, they'll likely see a reduction in his peak speed, but could play through this reasonably well. I, I wouldn't think there'd be a ridiculous drop in performance if it's a strain. And based on the fact they've just said hip flexor and not a hip pointer, that would be my gut feeling is that it's most likely a strain. And that is the injury wrap-up. And hopefully next week's a better week because the last two weeks, guys, uh, have not been good. We've had a shoulder dislocation, a repeat uh, HI, another syndesmosis, which has been the most popular injury this year, and uh, more MCLs, which is probably the second most popular injury this year. I might actually um, go and do some stats on that, but certainly syndesmosis and MCL would be right up there. Yeah, no, a, a lot this year. Fortunately, no ACLs, I guess. That's the only thing we got going for us, right? There's been a few, but not a ridiculous amount like there was uh, in 2020 when they were playing every third game at Parramatta. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving to one thing that we got wrong this week. Nick, take us away. Heinz uh, is captain, guys. That was my big whiff. I thought the Sharks would tail up the Raiders. That is exactly what did happen. And, of course, it affected my fantasy scores. So I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, have you, uh, yeah, have you seen the stats on uh, Sharkies and Raiders? No, I haven't actually, mate. What's up? The Sharks have lost the last eight in a row to the Raiders. Oh, oh, oh boy. I, I didn't find that out till pre-game, but gee, it would have been a good thing to have in the potty at the time because I think that might have swayed us a little bit. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. My my one thing, I mean, I searched through the notes from last week. I didn't get anything wrong on the pod, but in a moment of desperation, I went against my own advice and probably really my only fantasy strength, which is injury detection, and picked up a seemingly slightly busted Turbo, who in watching in real life, and we'll get to this later, looks a whole lot more busted than I previously thought. Um, and I copped a 40K loss in my team value and 23 points and Ooh. could have played Ty- I could have played Tyron Wishart and got the same amount, so. Uh, you would have got um, two more. Things go from bad to worse for, for my fantasy team. So that's 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 a big whiff and I'll be wearing that one for the rest of the season, I think. Uh, gotcha. Uh, look, for me, uh, I guess my big one, and I luckily I just avoided it, but I did steer some people wrong. Uh, if you didn't get out in time, Adam Elliott. Uh, because, uh, look, you can't predict illness, but then he's also gone and potentially looking to sign with the Newcastle Knights, you know, picking up that Mitch Barnett role. So it's looking like he's possibly even on the outer in that team for 18th man. So sorry, guys, if you picked up Adam Elliott, it looks like he may be on the outer with Ricky, which is very, very easy to do. Um, yeah, ap- apart from that, 
I know I'm, I'm feeling all right, but uh, my bench, I still I dropped another twenty three points this week. So my uh, yeah, I, I I'm just gonna randomly pick this week. I'm just gonna ask my daughter to choose because apparently I cannot pick four out of eight winners. Go alphabetical or something. I, I'm gonna have to. Like seriously, it's yeah. I cannot pick, cannot take a trick apart from Leo Thompson. You're getting muted, mate. Anyway, moving on. Uh, all right, guys. We got week eleven games. So Thursday night, surprise, surprise, premium channel nine time. We had the Brisbane Broncos. What is a surprise is that they're playing the Newcastle Knights. So I guess maybe at the beginning of the year they thought there'd be Knights would be not fourteenth at this stage. So Nick, what's happening with the Knights team? Mate, Anthony Milfy Milford is uh, making his club debut in the number six jersey. Huge. Um, so he's moved to 5'8", pushing Taxi back to reserves. So Dane Gagai is coming back from a cheekbone injury. And um, Brody Jones, who's been out with that uh, gnarly elbow injury. So they've been named in the extended squad. Um, so they could come in. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Tyson Frizzell, who's back after missing uh, last week due to illness. Uh, so Mitch Barnett has moved from uh, the edge into lock. And so that means that Leo Thompson who's been pretty average, has moved from lock back onto the bench. Awesome. That's a lot of movement, a lot of movement in that team. Uh, and Mitch, what's happening with the Broncos, mate? Mate, when you tail up Manly the way you did, why would you change that team? Kevy Walters has stuck with the same 17 uh, to tail up the Knights this week. Yeah, and it almost looks like the same 24. So there's there's no real changes in this one, is there? Apart from, and this, you know, I'll, I'll mention this up front because no one's really talking about it. Uh, the fact that Jake Turpin is no not to be seen anywhere in this team. So I, I don't know, Mitch, maybe you want to go, if you can see if there's any news for Jake Turpin. But he, he was named, I think, 23 last week. And yeah, he's not in the team, which means Corey Pay, Billy Walters combo looks to be set. And um, look, I'm watching uh, Billy Walters live. I think he goes from strength to strength and might have found his home at nine. And I think as the season goes, he might push uh, Corey Pays for, for more minutes. I thought Billy looked incisive with his runs. His decision-making was good. Uh, we don't have him down here tonight, so I'll quickly run through him now. But if he held on to him, well done. I, I think he will be up and down from time to time, but I suspect he'll be able to find his way to about 420, 30K value um, mm. when it's all said and done. Uh, so he looks very good, which is good. Awesome. Uh, excellent. Okay, so uh, Nick, you've got some people to talk about in this game, mate. What are we looking at? Uh, so I'll just sort of dispatch this. Anthony Milford's 565K with a 41 break even. So he's playing in arguably the best team he's played in since the 2019 Broncos, where he averaged 46.5. Um, and the prior years, he averaged 45.9 and 44.1. So He's priced around 40. He doesn't have any real upside. He's had a rough two to three years professionally and he's had some contract issues this offseason. So I just see him as completely relevant. So just don't bother, guys. And maybe just enjoy watching him play, I'd say. Um, the more fantasy-relevant knight in this team, Leo Thompson at 356k, guys. 
with a 19 fantasy points and a 29 break even. You guys saw him drop the ball over the line, which cost oh. him 10 points, essentially. jeez. <laughs> oh, and the Knights are now uh, healthy. So um, that forward pack is looking, starting to look pretty mean again. So he's not one of the first. He's not starting, obviously. He's not one of the first off the bench either. So it's not a huge um, eject due to him um, only going to lose some small cash, I'd say, but his his upside potential is completely gone. So I definitely think just eject out of him, guys, find another cash cow um, anywhere else because I just don't see any point in even holding Leo. Even with Origin coming up, uh, I don't really see much point. So um, any objections to a sell rating for Leo, guys? No, Leo is a 100% sell target. If, assuming that you don't have any actual fires in your team this week. Mm. Okay, what do you got, Stu? Mate, interesting question for the team. Mitch Barnett, he top scorer for the Knights team this week, 68 points. He's got uh, he's coming off that run of like mediocre scores he started the season before he got six weeks off for hitting someone in the jaw and he got a point for that one. So it's it was his first game back, coming back from there, and... He, he's dropped about 150k worth of cash 557k are you guys interested in Mitch Barnett who looks this week to be playing uh, 13 with Kurt Mann nowhere in sight I'm extremely interested yeah now um, I'm, we're going to talk about Natch Butcher later so my, my only thing about Mitch Barnett is that Matt, Nat Butcher is hanging around there but Mitch Barnett he He's obviously maintained that rage without the elbow. I was going to say you took you took the words out of my mouth. Nat Butcher is not a maintain the rage player. Mitch Barnett sometimes he maintains too much rage, um, and you know <laughs> hits people in the throat. But he yeah, just... awesome. <laughs> yeah, poor Chris yeah. Smith. Anyway, yeah, no, hundred percent. So look, Mitch Barnett, guys. Uh, I know a few people had middle fires this week. Uh, possibly in their teams or looking for exits for certain players. So look, Mitch Barnett. DPP is nice. Uh, yeah, well, it, uh, I'm I'm getting on him now that Adam Elliott isn't guaranteed, or it's a nice little side move, Stu, potentially from Tavita Pengo. It is the only danger for me is that, and this is this is where I want to. I wish Kurt Mann was around. Is that he uh, he started this year on the bench. And that's why he got those 30s. So when Kurt Mann comes in, I, I just wish I knew how many weeks Kurt Mann was away because I don't, I don't think we, we're 100% sure of that, are we, Mitch? Uh, how many weeks has it been? Uh, I think it's been three with a lateral ligament, so he shouldn't be far off. But okay. he's, not listed, he's not listed in the team. No. And they usually put him in the 24, so... It's a couple of uh, weeks. Maybe a couple of weeks, but he should be nearly over it, honestly. Um, I'll yeah. have a look. Excellent. Okay, so so that's the only danger with Mitch Barnett is like he he's a great player. We all like him on the podcast. It's just how long does he have? Mitch is going to take a look now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So high grade uh, ligament injury. So it, it may be a high two, which could maybe put him out to six weeks. So I think he did it sort of three weeks. So you're still looking. I reckon at most you're looking two to three. Okay. So that that sort of puts a little bit coolness on my um my desire for Mitch Barnett just from that side but uh, certainly you know if you want especially because he doesn't play round 13 which really means two weeks uh, it is do we, do we think that he would get the nod over Lachlan Fitzgibbon though 
I would say Mitch Barnett's a better player than Lockie Fitzgibbon. He is, but Lachlan Fitzgibbon, remember he played really well. We were all down on him, and then he started playing really well. Like we talked he about. He had a good combo wife. with Ponga. Yeah. He did. He was playing really well. So I reckon, and Mitch Barnett signed elsewhere, whereas Fitzgibbon's re signed with the club. So I, if, if in doubt, follow the contract. Uh, hey guys, don't get Mitch Barnett there. It's probably too many risk factors. Oh, look, it's, it is. It's, it's a real casino choice there. Sorry. Uh, Mitch, who have you got? I've got a couple here, boys. So let's start off with Payne Haas. So dropping minutes this week. As we discussed last week, the re-aggravation of that AC injury took its toll. I suspect that they likely would have preferred to rest him, but in the presence of Magic Ground, as Stu pointed out, uh, and the impact that he brings to that team, they decided to play him, but in a reduced minutes role. So the fact he got those minutes to me says they, they would have probably been better to rest him. Still had a good point output. He was nearly at 1 ppm considering the injury. Um, we'll be close to right this week. Uh, maybe a slight dip. I'd be thinking possibly 60 to 65 minutes and then likely smooth sailing from that point. So he's a hold, guys. Just wear it. Get on with it. Move on. Uh, Kalen Ponga continues to look a hair off his best, guys. Um, would not be surprised if he didn't get the nod for Origin against a Bulldog side that was slow and really there for the taking up the middle. Um, wasn't able to, was really only able to have one great play, which was that pass to Bradman Best to set up their second try. Certainly is suffering from Paul Ball from his half, so maybe Milford will turn that around. Um, I have felt that he's really lacked that drive and speed and that incisiveness in his running, and I do wonder if his knee is continuing to be a bit of an issue from time to time. Mm. Uh, I feel that it will continue to improve with the season, but I want him to pass the eye test against quality opposition before I pull the trigger. Uh, the only team he's really looked good against is St. George, and I reckon I'd look pretty good against St. George running up the middle at the moment. So, <laughs> you true. know, take that as you will. Excellent. Look, I've got one more, which is quite fantasy relevant. Chris Randall, uh, 599k, guys. Uh, 54 minutes last week for 31 points versus the Bulldogs. It is, I, I would suggest for you guys, especially all owners, that there's pretty disappointing. Yeah? It is. Especially because he wasn't injured from what I could see. He just looked a bit washed and so lost a few minutes in the middle there to uh, Crosland, which um, which seems to be pretty standing there. So, uh, look, guys, for me, it's just about eject time for Chris Randall. Uh, he's reached kind of the 600... He, he might come back next week versus uh, Brisbane for sure. But you have one more week. At 40 points this week, he loses 9K. Yeah, I think exactly. you got one more week. You do have another week. But the issue is that the guys you're hunting, right? Your Reed Marnies, your Ruben Cotters and the like, they're going up quickly. So it's more how much cash do you have in the bank to make sure that you're ejecting upwards, not having to cash down. Might be almost a bit late on Ruben Cotter. It's 711k. That's it. So, look, it's just, I'm just saying, like, it's probably this week to work out your cash and what you're doing with Chris Randall. So, guys, having been through that, who have we got winning uh, this one? Uh, Guys, I've got Brisbane by a lot. Like, I I was really surprised by how well, well, actually, how poor Manly was but also how good Brisbane looked. Like, I reckon they deserved at least 24 out of those points. Like, they were just they would have scored those against most teams. So, yeah, Adam Reynolds has really, as we predicted early on, added some direction to this team. And they've always had the backs and pack to do it. So, 
I think it'll be a little bit tighter because the Newcastle pack is getting back to its best. I've got them by 12. Excellent. I've got them by 24. Nick? Yeah, I'll go with 12 like Mitch. Excellent. Okay, so Brisbane plus 12. Awesome. Now we get to the 6 p.m. game where obviously uh, the teams did work out where this game probably deserved to be. Uh, 15th versus 16th, Tigers versus Bulldogs. Uh, guys, uh, the Tigers have only won two games this year by a single point. The Bulldogs have just lost their coach. And they've won possibly one of the worst games this year, which was against the Cowboys early. And we, uh, uh, we didn't talk about Trent Barrett in the news. We didn't talk about Trent Barrett in the news. So I think we've got to talk about Trent Barrett real quickly in the news because that's a big deal. Well, 100%. And they've lost the coach this week. So the Bulldogs. Guys, Trent Barrett. Mitch, what are you thinking? Uh, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Not much? Bitch. I think he's trying to bring something up, guys. No, the music wouldn't play through. Oh. That's quite annoying. Uh, there's dead time there. You'll, you'll have to edit that out. Um, I think it's... <laughs> pretty... Sorry, oh, sorry. Cast gold here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row I failed on that. Um, honestly, I, I think it was pretty, pretty bad, but it was coming. I mean, uh, Trent Barrett, I was chatting to Nick today. My comparison of Trent Barrett would be Stephen Kearney. He's one of the better assistant coaches in the league and maybe it should stay that way. But Phil Gould, um, you know, this agenda-driven stuff where people are coming after you, uh, we're coming after you for a reason, mate. You tell Porky Pies all the time. You said that Trent Barrett would be there long after you were gone. Well, he's gone two weeks later and you're not going anywhere. You've parked your fat ass in Canterbury and you're not willing to budge. Any prospective coaches out there, do not go to Canterbury. Uh, while Phil Gould is there. Anyone who has ever gone to a club where Phil Gould at has gone there to die. Ivan Cleary, Anthony Griffin, the list goes on. Um, feel bad for Baz. I think he gave it his all. Uh, I think this Canterbury side, you know, any knucklehead that recruits Matt Dufty, Paul Vaughan, um, that's not a team built for success. That's just driving your culture down. So th- those those two boys couldn't survive at, a, at an ordinary club as it was. So... Bad break for Baz, but I think maybe he should come to St. George and be the assistant coach. We could we could do with a bit of good coaching there because we, we don't have one. 100%. I, I think there might, you know, might be a job for Panthers, except he poached some players, so maybe not. Uh, oh, he, might bring, he might bring Matty Burton back, which we, we're about to get to. Oh, man. Uh, he can't bring him to Panthers. He's barred for life. Uh, oh, sorry, Matty Burton. I thought you said Matt Dufty there. I'm like, Matt, Matt Dufty's not coming to Panthers. He's uh, going to England, mate. He's going to England. Yeah. See if he can make it there. Rugby. Uh, all right. So, guys, uh, this week with the Tigers team, a few things happening. Tyrone Peachy is back in the centres for what feels like the first time in a long time, named at four. Uh, we have Jock Madden in the halves uh, due to the injury... Uh, uh, to Brooks, uh, Jacob Little is at nine uh, due to the uh, due to the HIA as well. Uh, to Jake uh, Simkin, so we have Luke Garner moves to an edge, which unfortunately moves uh, podcast favourite and injury magnet Kelman Tuolagi to fourteen. Uh, Stefano Udo Ikemanu still rolls around in seventeen. And look, Zane Musgrove is still there, even though he picked up a bit of a peck or a shoulder injury last week as well. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Bulldogs, mate? Because I know you love them so much. 
Look, I actually do like the Bulldogs, but I don't like them right now. Uh, the Bulldogs coaching staff, uh, unnamed who is the actual coach, have made a few changes after Paul Baz's exit. Uh, Brent Naden is out after joining the West Tigers immediately with Jake Averilla replacing him in the centers while Jackson Toponi comes into the 17 to play his first NRL game of the season. Uh, Toponi replaces Corey Waddell, who suffered a head knock last week. So guys... That was a nasty head knock too. It was not good. The the uh, the rats are jumping off the ship at Canterbury. Yeah. So oh, Gus was not there to fix it and it's not good. <laughs> now, I must say, uh, I did miss Brent Naden is at 21 for the Tigers. Uh, Could come in this week. Oliver Gildart is at 19. Could push uh, Tyron Peachy to the bench. And someone like Kamal Tulagi or uh, uh, Farmanu Brown out of the team entirely. Uh, and Alex Safarth, uh, podcast favourite, who we really wanted to get a long-term edge spot. He's been pushed all the way to 18. So we can't win a trick, boys. Um, all right. So I will say Jackson Topanay, uh, look, guys, he's only getting one to two weeks. The Corey Waddell head knock was gross. And I can understand why he's not playing at all, even if it's past the seven days, because it was a big hit. And I reckon there's another injury to go along with that, with that HIA. So he's an avoid. Um, I'd also say, just on a general rule of thumb at the moment, avoid every single person who is in Jackson Hastings. Like, do not buy anyone from the Tigers or the Bulldogs at the moment. They're just, they're not winning games. They're not doing well. Uh, any new blood that comes in might be going straight back out. So the only, I don't know, I, the only guy I kind of want in my team from, I've got more than that, but the only two people that I want is uh, Josh Jackson and Jackson Hastings. Yeah. How about you, Mitch? Who are you talking about? Uh, well, I had uh, Kelmar too laggy down, but as you both know, I like to write my notes after the game and didn't know he was on the bench. So initially I had finally repaid the faith uh, with his 49 last week uh, with his best showing of the year, but he's been sent to the bench and I'm basically at the point now where I think I need to eject on Tuilagi. I'm not sure I can continue to take these up and down moments on my team because I do need him to start. And I feel like, guys, at this point, he probably is close to cashed out. Perhaps he has another 20 to 30K, but that could come over the next six to eight weeks. And it's a bit of a roller coaster ride on. And uh, as you said, Stu, the Tigers won two games this year by a point each, respectively. Um, they're going to keep chopping and changing till they, they feel like they find this winning formula, which is not forthcoming. Um, on the I would side. personally get off him. Yeah, well, look, no, for me, it's definite itself too. On the plus side, guys, he literally hit 150K worth of gains this week. So, yeah. Which can, is good, right? That's what we're looking that's for. That's what we're looking for. So you can you can walk out, your money's happy, and, you, you know, it took a little bit longer to get there than you would have hoped, but he's doing all right. So, yeah, good. Thank you, Kelma Tuolagi. Enjoy being at Manly next year. Much better team. Uh the- the other one I had, guys, was TPJ. Uh, was hoping that even uh, he came to the Bulldogs wanting to play under Baz, that he would eventually start to find some of that peak dominant Broncos form that we have seen in the past. This has not been the case. I actually wonder, Stu, over the last two weeks, if he's been sick uh, or suffering from some unknown injury because watching him live, he looked gassed uh, in the lungs the whole game and actually came off uh, about 10 minutes into the second half 
uh, sort of really grabbing for air on the sideline. So he's either sort of skipped out on preseason or he's been carrying something that we're not sure about. Either way, with Baz gone and whispers of a move to the Dolphins, uh, we may see TPJ's efforts really fall off. I'm going to wait a week as I have issues across my entire team and I'm starting to run out of trades. Um, but if you have the ability, I would be looking to pull the trigger right now on a swap from TPJ. 100%. No, I I, I want to wait a week uh, because, look, he's, as, as was mentioned in the various forums, look, his three-week average is still 50, 59 odd. So he's doing pretty well. It's just... Um, and it was a bit humid up there. But yes, look, I need to absolutely see something from him this week because otherwise I am ejecting TPJ. It was always going to be a Guys, risk. he played for the Broncos for like years. He shouldn't be affected by the weather up there. Oh, no, but they're saying that even when he was playing with the Broncos, he always got an early spell up there too. Apparently he doesn't like the humidity. Uh, so He just looks off the pace though. And he has even on those big games, like there's no uh, yeah. real drive off those first few steps he seems to be missing a beat and I'm not sure if it's effort or injury that's stopping it but 99 times out of 100 it's injury but this is TPJ we're talking about so it's hard to know for sure 100% uh, look I, I'm i certainly look you know working on what that looks like so TPJ owners out there I guess you know start having to think about what you need to do in your life um, alright Nick who have you got here mate Eject. Maxi King, guys, uh, 5.32 cap. So he's starting to lose. Sorry, guys. One second. Can you hear me? Yep. yep. Okay, sorry. He's So, so Maxi King, he's um, starting to lose cash. Yeah, so no. He should be uh, exited for another cash cow. So almost a third of... Sorry. Nah, Nick, uh, it's all good, mate. Look, uh, I think we're having a bit of uh, sound quality issues with you, Nick, uh, up there in the north of the state. But, guys, I think what Nick is trying to say is Maxi King is a big, big fat sell at the moment. Uh, so that is a real uh, real concern for us here. So, yes, have, a, have an exit here unless you're willing to lose the money or start losing the money that you made with Max King. Uh, guys. Yes, it, it certainly seems like time to get out of Dodge. Um, but there's so many get out of Dodges at the moment. He, he's probably like a wait a week, I reckon. Even if you can. Yeah, if you have the ability to. Yeah, so like uh, if you can exit, exit. But, you know, if you've got bigger problems, you can wait a week on Maxi before the break even gets too high. Uh, the other one that Nick had here, Tyrone Peachy, which is really just saying that uh, he got 17 points last week. He's got a 40 break even. He averages 34 in the centers, guys. And he's not there as a long-term fix. He's there while Oliver Gildart gets healthy. They bought Oliver Gildart from the UK to play center. So he's Tyrone Peachy's there, Mr. Fix-It, who they just can't trust to fix things very well. So Tyrone Peachy is a 100% avoid for the rest of the year. Hopefully this is the last time we talk about him. Uh, so, Mitch, who have you got winning this game this week? Cause Hello? This is, <laughs> this is the real bottom of the uh, bottom of the charts battle. 
Wait, I, I, I don't, is there a winner? There's no winner in this game. The Tigers and the Bulldogs are not going to be winners, and the fans certainly aren't. Um, who's favourite? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Bulldogs have to bounce back. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, Tigers by two. Gosh, yeah, like it's Jack, impossible. Jack. I have I have no idea. Tigers by two. Let's do Tigers by two. Tigers by two. Nick, who have you got here, mate? Now that you're back with us. Nick's gone again. Excellent. <laughs> so for me, it will be, I will go the Bulldogs by two just because I think that uh, they'll try and pull one out for, I don't know, whoever's playing uh, Dean Pay. I think it is at this point. Uh, and Nick has obviously thought <laughs> this is I'm back. Game. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can yeah. hear you now, mate. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I don't know what's happening. Okay, I'm going with the uh, Tigers by... I'm going to go 20. I think the Bulldogs are going to capitulate. Oh, God, I hope not. I've got two. I've got three Bulldogs on my team. Don't tell me that. Oh, man. I, I, now you're trying to get me out of selling the, all the other guys I need to sell. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to... Uh, I'm hoping this is a decent game, though. After watching the Seagulls last week, not too sure. We've got the Eels versus the Sea Eagles uh, at Combank. Guys, this is a game... Juicy. Where- getting along to like if you've got time on Friday night you've got a bit of time go out to this game go grab a dinner uh, out on Church Street beforehand roll into the game it'll be a good one and Combank's the best stadium in Australia I reckon so uh, and go and watch probably I'm thinking on last week's performance the Eels tune up the Seagulls so Eels team uh, we have this is big news boys Ryan Madison has won the 13 jersey this week uh, and Nathan Brown is back to the bench. And this possibly coincides with Murata near Kore coming back into the side because he can play a bit of edge, a bit of middle, a bit of centre, which Maddo could do. So it looks like um, this might be the long-term plan now that near Corey is back from injury. Nathan Brown has been pushed to 17. And I'll be honest with you, he looked pretty washed on the weekend. I'm not surprised. The other big news, guys, Micah Sivo is back at the 24. It could be... Guys, it could be Sivo time at Combank if he makes it back in. Sivo, Sivo, Sivo. That's it, exactly right. All right, so Nick, what is happening with the Sea Eagles team? Uh, as we know, uh, Burbo, he's um, been injured. So Morgan Harper, after his, um, having his pants pulled down by C.S. Vitalikai three weeks ago, is back. Andrew Davey has uh, won the starting edge spot. So uh, Ethan Bullimore has dropped to number 18. Um, meanwhile, you've got Josh Schuster's come back into the side. So he's in Jersey 15. Um, so Turbo has been named despite uh, struggling and, and obviously limping. Um, and he had ice on his quarters after the game as well. So um, a few changes. Uh, I don't think it's going to do much for them this week. Um, so I'll, I'll kick us off, guys. I've got uh, Ryan Madison. Uh, 763k so he actually topped the week and he got a, a signature boon this week guys with 84 which was just huge so he's got a low break even at 27 so he's in a rich vein of form uh, but I think it's beyond ludicrous so he's scoring 60 fantasy points in 50 minutes uh, yep yeah, nah, it's, it's like so, a lot Sorry, Nick, you've gone robo again on us, mate. Two people. So I'm sort of thinking it's still keep that 50-odd minutes. Um, yeah. 
So I, th- I think what Nick's got here is he's got uh, basically he's got 60, uh, 60 fantasy points for Ryan Madison uh, in 50 minutes at 1.2 ppm, which is pretty unsustainable. He's got a couple of tries in there too. Uh, so, yeah, guys, it is pretty crazy. And Nick has got him down as a big trap this week, which is good news because I was looking to pick him up, but it does make a bit of sense there because Nathan Brown pretty much plays 13. So if you don't have him playing there, there's not much point playing him at all. So, yeah, so Maddo, yeah, 763. It's a bit rich for me, unfortunately. 600, I would be on. Mitch, mate. Yeah, dead. Definitely avoid Madison. Sorry, can you hear me again? Yes, mate, we're good. Uh, Okay, so definitely avoid Maddo. Mitch, who should we be looking at here for the Eels? Uh, For the Eels, guys, like I got got on him last week, Reed Marnie. Uh, Definitely seems to have locked up that 80 minutes again, which is pleasing for Nuggets like myself who did jump on him. Uh, Main issue in his 50 points were little to no attacking stats. He managed a very tasty 45 tackles, though I don't like it when my players are tackling too much because they get injured. Uh, so hopefully he can do some more running and tackle breaks for me and my fears will be sort of uh, quelled. If he plays the 80, I would say this is about the floor. Look for him to go bigger against teams with poor, uh, who are poor rather, against the quick play the balls. Warriors, Tigers, Dragons, and Dogs, I am looking at you guys. Um... The other one we have, guys, and I feel like I'm the one who needs to talk about this one, is uh, Tommy Turbo. I made the terrible, terrible decision to buy him last week in a desperate attempt to differentiate myself. Uh, This is what happens when you don't play to your fantasy strengths. I only have one, and that is to tell people when they are busted. Um, I listened to the Tigers-Eagles game on the uh, radio coming home from uh, work on Saturday, and he sounded like he was playing well. I watched him run onto the field on Friday and realized how bad a decision that was. Uh, He was basically doing the bare minimum, guys. He wasn't really moving across the defensive line. He wasn't chasing kicks and bombs like he normally would. I would wager he is not 100%. There is real, real risk of overload on the other leg and possibly blowing uh, a quad or a hamstring on that side. Turbo has a torrid injury history, and I'm personally... Uh, going to be forced to stay on the coaster because I can't crystallize any more losses. Um, but if you can get off, I would get off if you haven't already. And definitely don't get on until he looks healthy because uh, we know what he's capable of from an injury point of view. Any uh, great disagreements from there, guys? Oh, mate, I was watching him. Uh, and yes, he, he wasn't that, uh, that chip and chase uh, from Adam Reynolds if Turbo was fit. Uh, Reynolds wouldn't have scored. He would have uh, knocked him off his feet, but he could not. He did not hit top pace once that entire game. And those runs that he normally makes when he's fit, where he takes maybe the second or third hit up of the set, runs at the middle, gets through the line, gets a quick play the ball. He made one of those, and he got picked off uh, by the second marker. So yeah, hundred percent. Until we see fit turbo, I would avoid. To be honest with you, if I was Brad Fittler, I wouldn't pick him for Origin at the moment. I'd say go get healthy, take a couple of weeks off, come back for game two. Yep, agreed. Unpickable at the moment. Oh mate, it's it's not. Take great. Crichton and take Stags and move on. Hundred percent. So definitely. Um, excellent. So look, guys. That's uh, that's the end of it for the Eels. I'm just having a look if there's anyone else. The only other guy I'd say there goes, Viliami Penasini. Uh, he has been in a pretty good vein of form, guys. So he has uh, 
after what I would call a bit of a slow start for him, he's up 181k for the year, uh, up to 531k, got 37 points. Uh, his break-even is now up to 41, however, so it's time to start feeling about that exit for Will Penasini. Uh, there's quite a few halves out there that are playing as uh, centres, so Matty Burton and a few other guys, who you could look to pull that eject trigger to. Go find those keeper centres. Uh, yeah, Will Penasini. You probably still have another week, but I, I would definitely be thinking about getting rid of him. So, guys, uh, looking at this side, uh, how much do we have the Eels winning by, Nick? Uh, Eels by six. Eels by six. Mitch, you have the Eels by 18. I do, mate. They're going to bounce back. That's what they've done all year. One bad game, one good game. That's why they're in the stinky list. 100%. And look, I'll put up the Eels by 28 because the Manly did look really, really bad. And Morgan Harbour is not an upgrade on Ben Dravojevic, and that's the only change I'm seeing this side. Uh, of course, Joshy Schuster is back, but he he seems to pick up these calf injuries, man, and be out for a few weeks in a row. So concerning for me for next year uh, when I want to buy him. So hopefully he drops a bunch of coin on the bench this year. Uh, guys, we get to the Saturday game, and the Warriors get their typical uh, Saturday game, 3 p.m., uh, they get it against the Dragons. So interesting beginning to Super Saturday. Guys, I'll read this one out because there's a non-Dragons fan. I can read it out while laughing. And not get up and not get angry. Because I'm it. just looking at it getting angry. That's it. Cody Ramsey has uh, got the fullback role, guys. Uh, after his stellar performance all season, he's been rewarded with number one. Uh, the other, Tyrell Sloan, has been pushed all the way to like the late reserves. So... Uh, yeah. Absolute joke. Look, I feel Tyrell Sloan was a little bit hard done by, but he was very quiet in the game on the weekend. Uh, oh, Josh McGuire's... I'll, yeah, go on. I'll, I'll just go. Uh, Josh McGuire is also out with a groin string. Uh, Jack Gajewski is promoted to starting second row. And uh, Michael Molo, which is Francis's Molo's younger brother, makes it into the 17, which means that... Uh, I'm having a look here. Uh, it means he has beaten Tyrell Fumayano. He's beaten George Burgess. He's beaten Josh Kerr and Jackson Ford to the starting side. So that's pretty filthy, guys. I'd say Francis Molo has been our best prop all year. So if, if Michael's anything like that, we'll be doing all right. Oh. But just very quickly on Tyrell Sloan, he was a bit quiet, but I was saying to Nick, every time he had the ball there, he looked like something might happen. Cody Ramsey, he needs to go play touch footy. Um well, maybe that's. I'd what rather I'd, I'd get rid of Griffin and give me Trent Barrett. Like honestly, at least he's a Dragons player. Oh, I can't stand this anymore. This is this is killing my soul. I uh, bring back Nathan Brown. <laughs> anyway. I'd prefer it. I'd prefer it. Like at least we made the finals with Nathan Brown. That's true. Uh, all right. So, Mitch, what's happening with the Warriors team, mate? Uh, so we got you and Aiken returning from the head knock, which is fantastic news for my fantasy team. Yeah. Chanel Harris Devita has been named in an extended squad as he begins to come back from a ruptured testicle, which is not funny at all. <laughs> <That's> freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, Tohu Harris has been named in the number twelve jersey after getting through his return game last week unscathed. No sign of first choice hooker Wade Egan, uh, meaning that Chaz Tafanga will continue to play uh, and this will be his hundredth game, uh, and he will remain at hooker. Last week's debutant, Freddie Lassick, retains his spot on the bench. 
that's a real concern for me, I'll be honest with you. Wade Egan, because he's had a couple of bad HIs too. He hasn't been sighted. There must be some sort of facial injury or he must have some bad symptoms to not be in the 24 at all. What? As we've talked about in the past, number one, it's sort of uncharted territory from a medical point of view. But number two, they can just go on after you've had a number of them. And I just, I feel like you probably can't shake it. And uh, we saw with Ryan Pappenhausen last year, mate, like sometimes it can take some time. And look, the fact he's not even named in the 25, that is cause for some concern. It was a bad one, to be fair. Um, so look, I- interesting there. Well, Mitch, how about you kick us off, mate? Yep, let's start off with probably the most interesting one, which is Torhu Harris. Only 29 minutes. We sort of talked about this last week on what I thought they should do versus what they uh, wanted to do. They did what they should do, guys. So he only played the 29 minutes. I would be wagering that they'll continue to build him over the next two to three weeks. Uh, my sense is this week will look something like 45 minutes. The following week, probably closer to 65. And then we're looking at an 80-minute game most pleasing thing was uh he still had that good ppm while he was out there wait for that 80 minutes guys i think there's a bit of value drop to be had here and look to play a bit of fantasy money ball when he bottoms out because we know Torhu Harris is a stud mm-hmm. 100% final team keeper wait for him uh Benny Hunt mate I know we bring up every week but today for a good reason what happened with Benny well, look, Ben Hunt's been the same guy all 10 games of the year. He's probably the only dragon who deserves to put on the red V at the moment. The only thing that was different this game in that 61 points is that he only had uh, three missed tackles, uh, one error and two penalties, which resulted in 10 demerits versus the 30 he'd been conceding in previous weeks. So if Ben Hunt can continue to clean it up, he really is a high 60s to low 70s points player per game. And I've been saying that all year and that's going to continue to be the case. Um I would be wagering he'll have another big game against the Warriors who, who will be unlikely to sort of give him real curry out wide. So still probably not, not a great time to get on Benny Hunt um, with a break even. Uh, 47, yeah, I'd be tempted to wait one more week, guys. I'd want to see that missed tackle stuff improved. Uh, I am a holder of Hunt, but just keep on waiting. That's true. Uh, look, the only thing for me is that against the Warriors, he could pump out a big score because the Warriors, they played one half very well last week, but only one half. So fortunately, I got to see that half and it was very entertaining. So thank you, Warriors. Uh, all right, Nick, mate, assuming that you've uh, not managed to drop offline in the last two minutes, mate, who have you got? Hello? Don't you start, mate. Come on. <laughs> Just just I got 623k, 62 fantasy points, 30 break even. He's getting a run of hooker with Wade Egan out. He averages 0.74 ppm at hooker. So we're assuming at 50, 60 minutes, he's not really viable, to be honest. Uh, so he'll get less time in the middle with Tohu back. So just completely avoid him, even though he's a sexy pick. Uh, Cody Ramsey, guys, uh, 258k, 34 break even. He's had two games in the NRL and fullback. 0.4 ppm is terrible and there's no data from reserve grade in terms of fullback so he's been playing wing the last couple of weeks in reserve grade so it's not even like he's been tearing up in reserve grade at fullback so I just don't see the point he has no job security and Griffin just must really really hate Tyrell Sloan so just avoid Cody Ramsey as well guys I would say I'll be honest with you and this is the big thing I did see from Sloan is that out of all the fullbacks on the weekend he did not organise the line I can't remember looking back in my mind where I saw him organising the line properly so he ran to his spots pretty well 
but he wasn't organizing the players in front of him, which caused some of the issues. So, you know, where, where the team got guys, you know, your marker A, your marker B, get to the left, get to the right, to even up the numbers. So that's, and a couple of the kicks that went through, he just wasn't in the frame for. So, which is a bit of a concern with a fullback. So I think he just need he's got a great talent to him. I think he just needs a bit of time in team management and in just that goal line defense. So I can understand why they've done it. Because uh, you can't, you can't learn on the job in the NRL unless you've got that top tier talent. Uh, so yes, yeah. I'd agree with you. If we had a- nah, mate, you're done again. So thanks. Uh, mate, you got you become a robot again. But look, let, let's talk about another guy that we need to talk about. Fullback, Reese Walsh. But we don't. So why not? That's sort of a counter-argument from every other Dragons fan. But anyway. Yep. Oh, I actually would have been really interested to hear what you had to I, say there, dude. I, I, I would have been really interested, mate, but unfortunately, mate, you're a robot again. So, mate, you're probably going to have to close down some of those some of those streaming tabs that you've got open there, mate. Uh, for me, Reese Walsh. Uh, interesting one for me because beginning of the season is way too expensive. Uh, 650K. He's now down to 499. Scored 39 points on the weekend. Uh, would have been more if he didn't absolutely bomb a try straight in front of us as we were watching. Uh, he got a big, a big serve as well from Sean Johnson uh, for mucking that one up. But anyway, look, guys, a lot of teams are looking for wing fullbacks in their squad this year. I reckon that Reese Walsh, he kicks during the game. He kicks goals. Uh he he gets a lot of all-round points in his team, and I think he will just continue to improve as a player. He looked, he passes the eye test for me as a winger. He actually really reminded me in some of his runs, uh, like a uh, really young Billy Slater. So I know that's a big call, but as far as the movement, the angles, the whatever else, he looked really good. Mitch, an interesting Reese Walsh coming up over the next couple of weeks. Look, as you said, he's a high-quality player, and I like the comparison, but my big issue is that he's playing on a Warriors team that is certainly not on the up and up, and his best scores have come uh, when this team has been playing at its best. Once Torhu gets back to peak, peak fitness uh, and, Wade Egan, yeah. and Wade Egan and Josh Curran come back, I think that's when I'll look to get back on board. So I think he's an excellent chucker star and him style player, and I'd be licking my lips if he could get to 460, 470. But even at 5K or 500K, he's well and truly underpriced. I think, Stu, we've just got to wait for this forward pack to stiffen up a little bit and give Dejan, RCN, Sean Johnson just a little bit more time. Uh, to make some good decisions and, and that should free up Reese Walsh to be Reese Walsh. 100%. So, guys, definitely chuck a star on Reese Walsh. All right, guys. Uh, so, Mitch, what have you got? Who have you got winning this one, mate? It's a bit of a toughie. Warriors by 16. Warriors by 16. Look, I will give you the Dragons by four. I reckon they'll, uh, they'll have a bit of a bounce back last, last week. They really, they dropped that game. They fully, 100% dropped that game versus the Titans. So, Tell you who did look good in that game that we didn't talk about, mostly because he's not fantasy relevant, is Jack DeBellin is getting closer to the pace of the NRL again. Um, 
Mm. His runs are looking much better. I don't know. Nick's probably Devo. You can't hear me here, but he's going into the line. And um, while his defense still isn't quite up to speed, his attack is looking better and better. So he's always a barometer of this St. George side. So perhaps if he can get it together, maybe they'll be okay. But I think, you know, they're going to continue to struggle to score points. Um, That's true. They Uh, just don't look good in attack. No, they don't. Uh, it's, yeah, fortunately the defense did look pretty good in there. So hopefully, you know, they keep it together this week. I do reckon, I do reckon the Dragons will uh, miss Josh Maguire this week. He did stiffen up the team even when he was sent off. He, when he came back on, he, yeah. he acts as a um, a good barometer of team morale. Let me put it to you this way, mate. Uh, they won one game without Josh Maguire. Uh, and that was against the Warriors, so maybe they're a chance here. But until they played the Knights when Josh Maguire returned, they did not look close to a victory. So uh, all three of the four wins St. George has had this year, and they really should have had one last week, were all with Josh Maguire. So that's that's I think that's a great call. Mm, 100%. Now, look, guys, we're coming up to a third versus second, which I would not have called beginning of this year. We have the Cowboys, who've got the same 17 as last week, versus the Storm. So the Cowboys, none of us picked for third. Most of us picked for somewhere between 15th and 16th, depending on how well we thought the Tigers would be doing. So they've come from absolute guns. The Cowboys are 1-17, to 17, and they're almost, maybe look here, 3, 1-24. to 24. Uh, Jakey Granville still hanging around in the 19. Jermaine Tunnel Ground still can't crack the team. Uh, we also have a bit of change in the Storm team. Tyron Wishart uh, has been named again at fullback despite getting absolutely slapped last week by the Panthers. Jerome Hughes is back or probably back at half and they'll probably get him to play this week. Brandon Smith, guys, are named a prop. Hooray for us. Uh, Alec McDonald uh, is at 14. Cooper Johns has been bounced out to play at 19. Uh, so yeah, I guess with Nelson Asafa Solomona guys out, Brandon Smith might finally get some minutes. Mitch, take us away about what we're thinking about Brandon Smith. Uh, look, I've spoken about him the last few weeks. Um, really couldn't understand why his minutes are reduced, but perhaps this sort of tells us he why. Got, I, he got hit in the face by Kikau. Um, he yeah, that, he, copped, he copped the boot. I we were watching it. He went off for basically it's not even HIA I think he just went off for a facial exam because he um, he felt the ground as kick out was coming through and he just copped the boot to the face yeah it wasn't great for me uh, or Brandon Smith unfortunately um, but look I, I think our faith is finally going to be repaid because we've got Origin looming and now he's going to get that uh, starting role which hopefully we'll see a pick up in minutes so hope ideally he can hit that 50 to 60 minute mark we know he's a top-tier player in a fantasy uh, dud. It may just well be time to get on Brandon Smith, I think. Um, if you've been like me and you've had to wife, uh, ride the rest of this downward curve, then, you know, sorry, that wasn't great. But I think sooner or later he's going to come back to that 600K player that he was, and maybe this is the start of it, or hopefully it is. 100%. So, look, if he scores like you know a 40 this week of he's got a 42 break even so it's, it's not much there but his price rises really do start kicking off uh around round 14 the only downside does play 13 but again uh you do need some players who play 17 to everyone listening at home you do need some players who play 17 uh and of course if he scores a you know what a thousand this week he will be worth 1.55 million dollars you know next week 
Excellent. <laughs> Nick, mate, are you finally back with us <laughs> for the third I don't time? Know. Mate, I don't know. Sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, good. Who are we looking at, mate? Xavier Coates, guys, 470K. He's caught a monstrous minus one, and his break-even's back up to 51. So I think oh. if you got him, you're pretty keen to cash him out. And he's at the top of his price cycle. So just, just eject, yep. sell. sell. 100%, sell. 100%, mate. And, yeah, it looks like we're a bit the other one, I'll give you a second on Ruben Cotter. Give, uh, give us a go. Uh, we're worried about that guy is, is, is um, Ruben Cotter. Yeah, Nick. No, so, sorry, mate. You're not coming quite through there. But, um, mate, look, Ruben Cotter. Ru- Ruben Cotter, 700. Nah, mate. 11K. Uh, unfortunately, we've... Uh, we're... He's 68, 30 points, 31 break even. So he's taking the 10. Yep. Now look, uh, Ruben Cotter, guys. Yes, yeah, as we said, seven line eleven k, sixty eight point uh, fantasy points, thirty one break even. Uh yeah. Sorry, Nick has uh, Nick's internet's probably not going to see him through the rest. Uh, it looks like uh, where he's at up uh, north of New South Wales. It's just not going too well for him up there. But look, guys, Ruben Cotter, seven hundred eleven k, sixty eight fantasy points, thirty one break even. Guys, uh, Nick. We can see you typing there, mate. So let us know: Is Ruben Cotter a buy? Because he's got the, he's the real deal. He's got yeah, 131 meters gained. He's got two tackle breaks, 37 tackles. Do we think he's a keeper? Uh, Mitch, what are your thoughts there? I I just can't touch a Cowboys player. I don't trust them. Uh, you reckon you know, she's going to drop at some point? I do, but it's not going to be this week, which it should be, because I think they could actually knock over this Storm team. But, um, gee, if you've got him, as as Nick's typing here, if you've got him, then happy days. You've done really well. But I, I really think he's priced out now. Like uh, We've been saying it for a couple of weeks, but now I really think this is the end of the road, and I don't think he's a keeper. So um, I wish I had got on him, uh, but I couldn't trust this Cowboys team, and I still don't trust this Cowboys team, so I'm going to stay off him. Um, I can't afford any more whiffs. 100%. And Mitch, uh, the, the other guy who would say it was a bit of a concern for me this week, of course, Jason Taumalolo, 20 points. Uh, he, well, the big, the big thing about him, of course, was is that he did not rejoin the field after going off for his... Normally, he gets a bit of a middle break. He, he you know, plays 30, goes off for 15 or so, and then comes back and plays another like uh, another 35 or so. So uh, he just did not come in back on. So uh, I think they're trying to say them the Cowboys this week, they got the Storm next week, they got the Panthers. I think the general consensus has been is that they were just resting him up for the big performances. So do not sell Jason Taumalolo if you've got him. I reckon he'll try his absolute guts out. And by the look of this Storm team, they're the most vulnerable they've looked for a long time. Wouldn't you say that, Mitch? Oh, mate, I think you made the call uh, last week or perhaps the week before that they might be shaking out to be the 2021 Roosters uh, where they just can't absorb any more losses. I think they've done it. They've hit the threshold, mate. They put Brandon Bloody Smith into prop. Need I say more? Yes, oh, 100%. And look, it's, it's lucky they got Tui Kamakamitha back. 
But yes, they are kind of digging the bottom of the barrel to get some of these guys into the team. They're just running out of talent on, you know, in their team. Uh, look, they've got, uh, yeah, real concerns. And they were probably one, like Origin this year, they're in real trouble. Like even backing up, they're going to have to have guys backing up because otherwise they're, they're not playing with great halves at all. Uh, all right, guys. So the last one that I've got, Tyron Wishart, 25 points. He's got a three break even, 235K. Guys, if you're going to get Tyron Wishart, and I said people should have got off him a little while back. Apologies if you did because you're finally getting a little bit out of him. But for me, he's very much a cash out, not a cash down player. And what I mean by that is he's not going to be a cash cow for you, I don't think. He's going to maybe get to 300K or so if you're lucky. Uh, but watching him last week, he's got a drop in him. He's got a miss in him. He's basically just playing there due to the fact that everyone else is busted. So, um, yeah, if Tyron Wishart, just make sure that you understand that you're not getting a play that you're going to be able to rely upon. So, guys, uh, Nick has got the Storm up by 14. Mitch, what have you guys got? Cowboys by four. Yeah. Oh, Nick's will support... This is the uh, battle of the mini props. So we've got Cotto versus Cheese here. <laughs> That's it, the gym. Uh... And look, I have... Look, I've got to back the Storm on this one. Uh, Storm by 18. Uh, simply due to the fact that I think that uh, how disappointed uh, in that interview that Cam Munster looked with Cameron Smith at the end of Magic Round when he said they look like under 12s he just said he could not wait for next week I think because he couldn't get the taste out of his mouth of getting tuned up by the Panthers that badly he, he tried his guts out though and he still looks like uh, one of the f- better fantasy buyers of the year I mean if you got a Cam Munster early in the year, he was priced at uh, the same price as Benny Hunt and is now up to uh, 882k yeah, he looks it. awesome it, Nick, Nick made a great call with him earlier in the year that he looked cut up and ready to go and he was he was spot on 100% so look if we can get a cut price Cam Munster later in the year you know has an injury effect a game or something like that yeah I would definitely be interested in him I just can't afford him anymore alright guys so let's get to the Roosters versus the Panthers one of the more interesting games this weekend and it's a Saturday night game so it should be good uh, so guys Nat Butcher starts at 13 due to that big Victor Radley injury Lindsay Collins comes back from suspension to the bench which means I'm having a look through the props seriously uh, seriously uh, uh, Tahiako has kept his prop spot at least for now um so Nat Butcher, yeah, he's definitely named at 13. Uh, we still do not see uh, Egan Butcher anywhere near this team in the 24. So that's a bit of a concern. Unless, of course, he's named at 19 and they've accidentally just named Nat Butcher twice. Uh, what's happening with the Panthers team, Mitch? Uh, so the Premier's 1-17 to uh, squad that towed up the storm last week is back again and they might even have Ivan Cleary back as coach you had to miss the trip up to magic round due to knee surgery so they'll have the full 17 and uh, coach Cleary ready to go oh well th- there we go apparently he's well he, he's the highest paid player at the band so <laughs> Uh, no, I was I was right here that, uh, yeah, we've written down the wrong butcher. Egan Butcher is listed at 19, so he could be coming uh, close to return. Apparently, he's the better of their butcher brothers as well. So, guys, speaking of the butcher brothers, Nat Butcher. 
He got 45 points this week. He's got a 28 break-even, 494K. Uh, Radley has gone for how long now, Mitch? Uh, Radley will be gone between 9 to 12 weeks. Gross. Well, look, Nat Butcher is definitely the next man up uh, when uh, there have been various injuries to players around the place. Uh, in the second row in the middle, Nat Butcher has been stepping up for the last two and a half years, and we expect him to do it again. So this year he has dropped a bunch of coin, but he looks to be uh, returning it all to us in spades. He's currently priced at 35 and his longer-term average is uh, around the 45 points, so you'll get your 10 there, and you get it for quite a long time, and he's not going to play Origin. Mitch, are you interested in that butcher at 494k DPP middle edge? Yep. Yep, me too. I, I would be keen on Mitch Barnett, but we don't know how Mitch what? Barnett's going to shake out, whereas we know with Nat Butcher, there's no one else. You could get both. We could get both, but yeah, I, I, I feel like Mitch Barnett's a little bit of a risk, and I think you've got a bit too many of those in your team as it is. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm going for chaos mode. I have to. I have no choice, man. I really don't. Fair enough. Well, we'll look here, definitely. Uh, you And yeah, Mitch, you have had Nat Butcher in previous years. I, I know in 2020 you had him. He played really well with uh, Angus Crichton when he was injured for quite a while. It worked out very well. So, you know, I might bring him back in. Nat Butcher and I have a good fantasy relationship. So hopefully he can um, get my team going. 100%. And looking at his previous scores here, guys, like he, he's definitely a man who gets 40s when he's in the middle and he loves a tackle. So 30s or 40 tackles uh, when he's playing on an edge or a significant amount of time in the middle like he did on the weekend. Uh, 45 tackles in the weekend for 45 points. So there you go. Wow. Uh, yeah, doesn't like to run it much. Uh, moving on. Nick has Suwali at 435K. Uh, he got 48 fantasy points, but unfortunately he is a bit too expensive to bring in now, he reckons. I reckon so too, because even though Suwali looks really good and he did that beautiful catch over the top, uh of Hayes Perham to score that try. Uh, he's probably just a bit too expensive to bring in. Uh, I tell you what, in uh, two years, he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, pencil him in for Origin 2024. Yeah, most likely. Uh, now, Luke Carey. Mitch, what's happening with Luke Carey? Look, uh, he's at 585k. He had 43 fantasy points. It's currently a break-even of 34. Really starting to find his groove and appears to have bottomed out. He's drinking all the kicking meters at the Roosters and is laying tries on. He's had six try assists in the last three games. The Roosters seem to be finally sorting out their halves pairing uh, and their role in this team. He's looking like potentially a bias. Do you have any interest from you? Look, I've got him in draft and it's been a bit of a ride with him. Uh, Luke Curie is definitely someone I'm interested in. The issue is, is that, look, 43 is nice but there's lots of guys like Benny Hunt's pushed it out of 60 this week. So for 20K, I can go get Ben Hunt, and he's competing with a nugget in Talatalamone as opposed to Sammy Walker. So yep. until I see that top-level performance like that 20... Just before he, when he did his ACL, you know, he was maintaining that rage and absolutely scoring at will. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly right. But I think, you know, Nick's not going to like this because I can see him typing away here on the Google Doc. But 
Ben Hunt's a better player than Luke Keery. And I can, you could get him for another 30K. Um, yeah. So that's all I have to say. And Ben Hunt doesn't get injured. He does. He's a freaking he's a freaking animal, man. Like I know he had that broken arm last year, but you have to break bones on Manhunt for him to get hurt. That's true. Uh though uh, Nick has written in here because uh, this is what we we're reduced to uh, in the Boomer Boss podcast, guys. Uh, Roosters are a better team uh, than the Dragons, so which is fine. So it's it, a good point. It's a good point. But it's just that yes, Sammy Walker is taking a lot of those points himself. He's also scoring forties. So uh, look. Who else have we got? We got Nathan Cleary. Uh, so, Mitch, what are we thinking about Nathan Cleary, mate? Look, he didn't have the best points outing against the Storm, but I thought, and Nick has written here, and I totally agree with him, he passed the eye test. Gee, he looked so good. His goal kicking was great. His kicking uh, in play was great. He's executing good decisions. The Storm were rushing up on him, and he just made them pay. Isaac Targo and Crichton had an absolute field day. Uh, against a Storm team that was just rushing up on Cleary. Wait for him to have teams stop rushing up on him when they're trying to deal with these outside men, and he's going to get back to 2021 uh, form. If you don't have him, uh, I'd consider getting him in the next week or so. Maybe even wait another week again. He's 93k cheaper than the beginning of the year, so he's looking more and more like a buy. And after we saw Hines last week, Cleary's the best player in the NRL. Like we used to do with Cam Smith, I'm going to put my C on him, and I'm going to leave it for the rest of the year. Hundred mm, percent, and, and and if you do anything, but I think you know you're chasing the dragon, and that's just a risk. That's true. And look, they it, there was a uh, sin bin last year which did mar uh, this match last year, but um, the uh, the roosters really they gave it to the panthers for a little while, but they just ran out of puff, and I think that's the issue with the roosters is against the good teams they just don't quite have. Uh, the same level of players to bring it for 80 minutes anymore at that pace so yeah Cleary is definitely looking good this week for me uh, get him in though again last week because otherwise you're paying you know almost a million bucks to have someone not play for you for a couple of weeks uh, guys the other thing that I would look at here is just coming back to Luke Cleary Sammy Walker got 46 this week so he actually outscored Cleary now part of that was assisted by the fact that he got a try he also kicked five goals so here but if you guys had to pick someone he's uh sammy walker's 80k cheaper wouldn't you pick him yeah uh nick's writing here is just going yeah look walker might be a better guy at 525 so yeah luke keary for me i just want to see him hit that next level not get back to normal but get back to good uh the other thing i'd say guys really quickly Panthers backline if you can own any piece of this backline go and do it Isaac Targo we saw this week 63 after a couple of quiet weeks he got into the points the answer is is that there there's going to be plenty of points all year for the Panthers guys in the backline hold him for the whole year same for Steve Crichton yes he might play Origin but he's one of those guys he'll back up unless he's absolutely busted he's an absolute athlete and he, um, in the way they bust the line to score that try, the Storm don't normally let those through. Uh, so hold him for the entire year if you can, unless you see an obviously better target out there. And I'm not sure that there's any. So uh, same with Taylor May. The other one is Brian Toto, uh, who is slowly shedding cash. He's now down to 559k. Uh, he is a possible post-origin pickup too, because his base stats are always off the charts. 
So guys, uh, obviously we're back in the Panthers here by the look of things. Uh, Nick has the Panthers by 18. Mitch, what have you got? I got Panthers by 14, mate. Yep, and look, I've got the I've got the Panthers uh, by six here because it's at the football stadium and it's always a little bit weird playing there because the ground's not square on the bloody oval even. So always messes up the teams a little bit when they first play up there. So let's get to the Sunday games, guys. Uh, Sunday 2nd of May. Uh, sorry, 22nd of May, 2 p.m. We have uh, the Rabbitohs. What's happening to the Rabbitohs, Mitch? Uh, so with the Rabbitohs, we have Jacob Host with his dislocated shoulder is out and likely for the rest of the season, but we'll be awaiting confirmation that I am correct that he'll need a lighter day. That brings Trent Peoples in after an impressive debut two weeks ago, and Tammy Sale is uh, included in the reserves. Awesome. And look, huge news from the Raiders team this week, guys. Possibly the biggest news this week. Jack White's back uh, at six. Now, at seven, Matt Frawley is being named at seven. Brad Schneider's all the way at 19. Other news is Zach Wolford, after having a really great game last week at nine, uh, has kept his spot. That's pushed Tom Starling back to 14. Adam Elliott can't even crack the 17. He's named at 18 this week as well uh, Harry Rushton for those owners out there is all the way at 20 so guys gross gross news out of uh, the Raiders team for those of us who were holding guys in there so Nick has got here Trent Peoples at 260k so 51 fantasy points round 9 he's got a minus 7 break even uh, starting 12 for hosts uh, who looks to be out for how long again, Mitch? Uh, if he's having a lighter J, that'll be three to four, uh, four to six months. Four to six months. So really the only concern here is so he got huge minutes, 64 minutes in his debut. Uh, and he, he's he got uh, 35.3 fantasy points in 63 minutes in reserve grade. Now Nick's got a buy rating on him. My concern... With this one, Mitch, is I know. Have we heard any more news about the surgery that uh, Cam Murray was having? Uh, I haven't heard anything. What we what we found out most recently was that it was a clean out. Uh, so, as far as shoulder surgery goes, that is the absolute most minor you can have. That's typically three to four weeks. We haven't heard anything about the neck though. Um, so, unless that was the sort of thing where it was reported that it was neck shoulder, it was just the shoulder that needs to clean out and there was nothing going on with the neck. Um, we just need a little bit more info on the on the neck. But at this stage, it looks like he'll be back in the next two yeah, weeks. 100%. So he's, he's, he's undergoing minor shoulder surgery, but apparently here it's the same side that he had the full reconstruction on. So maybe they are fixing the latte up a little bit or something like that. So, but look, he's out of Origin 1, but I'm having a look here. The issue is, is that if Cam, uh, Cam Murray comes back, that pushes uh, Jairo back out to an edge which pushes Trent Peoples well probably to either to the bench or out right yeah that's right so really um, I guess unless we hear that Cam Murray is getting longer out you've probably only got two weeks uh, so because they don't play 13 so really it's how much money can he make in two weeks so he's a buy but he's definitely a risky buy on the plus side, it's versus the Raiders and the Tigers. So he should have an all right game there. Uh, excellent. Okay, so that's that's huge question there. 
next we have Zach Woodford, 267k, 41 fantasy points, minus two break even. Now, Mitch, question for you, mate. How does this even work with Starling? I don't think it does. I think Starling's going to start seeing a big drop in minutes uh, because they're very similar styles of player. Um, it almost makes Starling a sell, doesn't it, really? Uh, and that Adam Elliott call we had last week now looks like it's not going to be a thing. What are your thoughts, Stu? Yeah, mate, look, I'm, I'm certainly concerned with uh, Zach Wolford. Uh, so uh, what he means for this team, obviously since it's round 11, it means is that players on development contracts can start getting points. Uh, so it's uh, like, oh, so, so they can start playing in the NRL uh, without requiring exemption from uh, the NRL so I am yeah I'm concerned that Tommy Starling cannot seem to crack down 80 minutes in this team they seem to be using anyone else to bring him in so um, Nick's got here that Zach Wolf Wolford is an avoid and for me that's probably pretty much the case until we work out what uh, what the split is if he only gets 30 minutes he probably won't get 41 points every week and Adam Elliott is still around, so he might make his return. So, but that brings me to another guy that I've got to come to, Adam Elliott, 18th man. So, I guess I really, he's playing on the Sunday, which makes it really tough, doesn't it, Mitch? Like, what do, I you, do, if, what do you do if you're an Adam Elliott owner? I think you've got to wait one week. You've got to just take the loss, don't you? Because he could very well find his way back into the squad and end up playing. But with Zach Wolford playing and playing well last week uh, and Adam, Adam Elliott likely going to Newcastle, oh, I would totally understand if Sticky if Sticky Ricky stuck with uh, stuck with Zach Wolford and Adam Elliott just sat on the, the 18 jersey the rest of the year. So I think if you have him wait a week because he's not losing value if he's sitting at 18th man... But you just need to understand that there's a good chance he won't play. And if he doesn't this week, you probably need to move on. 100%. So, yeah, Nick's got here just cop it sweet. Uh, I would also say is that it could be that Adam Elliott is still recovering from whatever illness it is. So, apparently, non-COVID-related illness. It could just be that bad flu that's rolling its way about. He uh, he could have been in the bathroom, you know, having some fun, picked up a bit of a disease. So, I would... Uh, I would say wait to see what's happening with Adam Elliott closer to Sunday. He might be a late move-in if uh, if his health improves. Uh, we also got another guy, big concern for us, Brad Schneider, all the way out at nineteen. Right? I don't. He's not out due to illness. He actually gave us a really good run this week with what he got forty-seven points, Mitch. Look, he did, mate. But the last two weeks, Matt Frawley's been the better half. So I think this is a good move by Ricky. Uh, and it's why we suggested players get out of him last week because we felt that Schneider had cashed out. And I watched the both Raiders games because I enjoy watching them play. And Frawley was easily the better half. He was in control of the game. He looked capable. Um, no choice but to drop Schneider. And I think the Raiders will be a better team for it. The only thing that concerns me, I do not know who kicks goals on this side. I reckon it will be Corey Harawira Naira, hilariously. So he must be decent enough if uh, Ricky's risking that. Uh, the, yeah, which, yeah. Can, can Kotrich kick? Can Nick Kotrich kick? I think he can. I think he can a bit, but I've seen it at various times Corey Harawira Naira's kicked, which could, 
like if that keeps on it could be an interesting one the other one is uh xavier savage nowhere near this 24 at all so oh no he's there oh no he's at 16 sorry missed him there so still <laughs> no, still on the bench I, I was wondering whether it'd been punted entirely but no he's, he's still there oh, i think he's worth keeping there they're suddenly a bit light um up front though you've got starling and savage uh on the bench it really doesn't no. leave much wiggle room because at the start of the year they had a glut of forwards and now you just have paulsborough and sutton sitting That's... there so big minutes for tarpany hudson young elliot whitehead and harawira and ira mm interesting if uh, yeah they're all low ownership players unfortunately because well the Raiders have sucked uh having a look at else if there is there anyone else of interest here Mitch you've got someone of interest from the Rabbitohs well I think he is I mean we've talked about him for a bit Cody Walker I think he is starting to finally so show some flashes of what he's been capable in the past and I, I thought watching live that Ilias and Walker looked better together uh much better line running and decision making uh the rabbitos also seem to have started to figure out that left side attack that was so potent for the last couple of years wouldn't get too excited though it was a fairly limp warriors defense would wager he'll continue to improve with this as the season goes on the question is does he have regular 50 point a week games in him if he does he's got 100k cash in him but i do feel that that's unlikely so while Walker will continue to sort of bring um, those scores back, I think with Nat Butcher and even possibly Mitch Barnett, there are better options out there. 100%. Cody Walker, I had a thing on him in round eight. You could have got him at 435, right? And you could have made your 100K starting from next week, right? In a few rounds. I didn't because I'm an idiot, but he was certainly there to make some money off of. Uh, I think that Cody Walker is pretty much cashed out now, unfortunately. Uh, or at least you're not going to probably get your 100k unless he has an absolute hand beast of the game. Uh, so, having a look at this side, there's not really uh, much else to this game. Uh, we have Nick here has got the bunnies by 14. Mitch, what have you got, mate? Got the milk by 12. And, look, I, I've actually got the Raiders. I'll, I'll give them Raiders plus six. So, I reckon... They looked much better against the Sharkies. The Sharkies didn't look great, but the Raiders looked like a decent team. I think once they get uh, Fogarty back, they'll start to roll. They just need enough wins to be in touch with the eight. That's it, which I think they're pushing for this week. Uh, and yes, for Adam Elliott owners, uh, wait until Sunday, maybe if before making that trade. Uh, let's get to a guy that you could trade for if you're really desperate uh, to because the last game on the weekend is the Titans versus the Sharks so the Titans uh, this week are 1-17 to which is huge for the Titans because I don't think they've done that this year so uh, the that means their bench has, is 21 is Brian Kelly 22 is Greg Marzu Patrick Herbert as well so the three of their starting back rows uh, sorry uh backline from this year are all uh, well into the reserves Mitch what's happening with the Sharkies so for the Sharkies we have Craig, Craig Fitzgibbon has come to his senses and put Nico Hines back in the halves um, and named former Rugby 7 stars Lockie Miller to take his NRL debut at fullback Daniel Finucane is out for the next four weeks at least with a knee injury and HIA as Royce Hunt will go to prop Wade Graham will start for Teague Wilton, who shifts back to the bench, and Andrew Fafita is set to play his 200th game. Well done, Andrew. Didn't think he'd get there, mate. No, that's it. I, I thought he was washed last year, but 
you know, he's, he's made it back through quite a few injuries. Um, all right. Well, Nick has done a write-up for Lockie Miller. He's 220 count debut on de- debut. Debut. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mate, you can tell that I just drove back from frigging Queensland today. Uh, 16 break-even. Uh, seven games playing fullback and half in reserve grade. And he does have 43-point average. Uh at fullback and 37 in three games in the half. So he's got two games in him though. So Lockie Miller is one of those guys, unless he absolutely comes out and Jared Haynes it, he's got two games to make him money, uh, which is probably at, what, 70K that we're looking at here, Mitch? Yep, exactly right. Yeah, so look, it's against the Titans, so he could get 71 week, but it's, it's no guarantees. Uh, so he's probably an avoid unless we hear any other news there because the rest of the back line that the Shark is is pretty damn good, right? So it's not likely he's going to cop a spot somewhere else in there either. Uh, he also has CSC for Talakai, 699Ks, 23 fantasy points, 77 break even. Now, I'm going to say that I called this at the time, right? He had one good game with his 107. Uh, Mitch also picked it as well. Uh, so he's got 30, 40, and 23 after his 107. So if you made your money with him, well done to you. But he is a 100% sell this week. Mitch, if you had CSC for Talakai, if you had 700K this week, who would you sell him to? That's a great question, mate. Um, I'd probably sell, let's say your team's doing well, I'd sell for Nat Butcher and pocket the cash. Mm. Uh, if your team's doing not so well and you need to go to the casino, I'd grab Mitch Barnett. Excellent. Yep. And look, I, I agree with a lot of that. I would also say um, there's one other guy that I would uh, possibly be interested in here. But if you really want to go to the casino, I wouldn't even pick Mitch Barnett. I pick one guy that I want to talk about here. That is Wade Graham. Jeez. Exactly. You pocket 300K, right, which allows you to turn Leo Thompson into someone you actually want in your life. Uh, Wade Graham. Okay. 407K. Uh, He scored 45 points last week. He has a 29 break even. He's back from injury land. He's currently priced at around 30, I think 29. Uh, He's got a 45-point long-term average. So he's priced at 29. He averages 45 long-term. There's 15 points there. He's playing Uh, for a very good team. I know he's coming back from injuries, but I like him. Mitch, what are you thinking? Mate, I'm going to tell the listeners a story. It's a story of a young man who was convinced (laughs) by, you know, a fantasy legend that Wade Graham would be a good buy in 2021. And that young boy took his advice and two games later, he was trading out Wade Graham because he hurt himself again. Guys, Wade Graham is the biggest injury magnet in fantasy. I might be wrong. He might get his 15 points and she'll be right. But if you are running low on trades, do not trade for Wade Graham. I don't care what he's capable of. He has had. He has not strung more than four good games together um, for quite some time. I will not hear it. No way. I, I will not put him in my team until I see him in your team for a week, and then I'll consider it. Uh, fair enough. Well, look, I, I'm seriously uh, seriously uh, thinking about getting him in this week. Apparently, Nick is asking, what am I smoking here? And the answer is, is that the, you know... Um, Queensland hash. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So, uh, moving on. Uh, 
Mitch, another guy which you could trade in for, a bit of a sideways trade for CC for Talakai. Who have you got, mate? Uh, look, I've got Cam McInnes, guys. We've been waiting for this moment when uh, Dalfa Nukin would get injured and Cam would get a good run at it. I was just quickly crunching the numbers. At 60 points a week over the next couple of weeks, Cam would actually cash out at 693, which is sort of a 50k price rise. I'm not really confident that he's going to have those scores week to week. Um, it is a little bit of a sideways move, but we do know something about Cam. When he does play those 65, 70-minute games, he is very, very reliable. Um, I certainly wouldn't hate it if you got him, but you do have to remember that um, Dale is coming back, and at that point, Cam will likely return to those 49 to 50-minute um, games. So Nick here is saying that he's very tempted. He's been a big Cam fan. Uh, and we do know with HIAs that sometimes it's longer than four weeks. So I don't think you'll lose your shirt over it. Um, and, you know, it's not a bad buy at all. His PPM is currently down to uh, 0.8 versus 0.9. And that's kind of the main reason I'm staying away. But again, I wouldn't hate it. His value's gone down substantially since then. I think he was priced at nearly 900K at the start of the year. So yes, it's, it's not a terrible it's, move, but wouldn't hate it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, look, he was priced... Uh... Yeah, when he missed out at 780 at the beginning of this year, he got the 25% discount from his uh, 980K that he was priced at, at the beginning of uh, 2021. So, uh, yeah, look, for me, Cam McInnes, it's certainly interesting. My only consideration for him is, yes, you, you've hit it exactly on the head there, uh, is that he won't keep that spot forever. And if he's not, not a final team keeper, why am I bringing in a guy who's 634K? He just doesn't have 100k value either. He'd be lucky to have 50. Exactly. So, like, I'd rather take a run on a guy like uh, Brand Smith or wait a couple of weeks for Torhu to, to price out. Uh, yeah, and that's Nick is right. He's running in here for concussions in 10 months uh, for Fanukan, is possibly why McInnes might get more time. So, I guess that's certainly worth looking at. The other guys that we're looking at here, Royce Hunt, another beneficiary of the Dale Finucane injury, uh, sadly. Uh, it looks to be a strong choice for starting props for a few weeks. He looks, because uh, of the Hamlin Ueli injury, he'll still be out for a few more weeks. He's a great player. He's got 40, he scored 45 points. He's got a zero break even. He's still very cheap, 325. I reckon you can get a quick, quick cash grab up to probably about 100k off Royce Hunt guys have you got any interest in that or are we sort of past the point where we're bringing these guys in sort of for a quick cash grab I'm playing Moneyball at the moment Stu so I think it's past the price point for me but Nick's got here uh, it'd be a nice swap for Leo so if you are if you aren't like me and you don't have problems running out your eyeballs I don't hate it Um, certainly I think you or Nick could make this move and it would be quite a good one True. I guess, yeah, for Leo Thompson, because Royce will make some money from this week and Leo's going backwards. So, yeah, for if you want to not have to spend a whole bunch of money upgrading Leo Thompson, you could just trade sideways for Royce Hunt. Uh, the other guy that I've got here, Toby Sexton, guys. I started with him this year. I got off him at a profit, hilariously. Uh, 58 points this week against the Dragons. He's a 22 break-even I reckon he's just about bottomed out. He's back with AJ Brimson. Will Smith is still nowhere near that 17, which means he's got all the kicking duties. 
Uh, he's got a few good attacking things. He's trying to work a bit better with both Thermal as well. And he did get a lot of those repeat sets. Uh, Mitch, what are you, I know that Nick is saying that he didn't pass the eye test for Nick. Mitch, what are you thinking? Mate, anyone who plays well against the Dragons can't be taken seriously. Like, that's the benchmark to play well against the Dragons. That, that gets you to the table in the NRL. I don't think anyone's had a poor game against St. George. I didn't think he looked particularly good. I thought Jaden Campbell looked good. I thought his kicking game was good. I thought his running game was good. Toby Sexton looked average. Uh, as soon as he comes up against good opposition, he'll be back to Toby Sexton. Has he bottomed out? Yeah, he probably has, but I see his value as closer to the mid to low 500s. Um, and we've said it all year, until he works out how to use David Fafida, I, I can't see him as a as a final team key Fair player enough. or even as an interchanger. Well, well look, I guess... I, I do agree that I want to watch this week because I want to see how he does against a Sharks team who is the step up from the Dragons. So I guess this could be a good litmus test for us all at home. Sorry, litmus test. And we can go from there. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so... That's just about everyone. I'll just take a look if there's any huge ones. Obviously, if you've got Teague Wilton, guys, he is a rolled gold sell. Accept your money. Thank you. You know, say your prayers uh, that he did so well and he got such a long time in the run there. Uh, you did mention Jaden Campbell. Now, he did look very good. Most of his points came basically in one play, though, Mitch. Like, is... is can we see Jaden Campbell being fantasy relevant this year? No, because he did exactly what he should have done against uh, Slow Dragons middle. Every quick, agile player this year has cut the Dragons to shred up the middle. Jaden Campbell, James Tedesco, Damian Cook, the list goes on. Again, it's what's expected, but he did look good. He's a player of the future. He's just not going to find his way into my fantasy team no. uh, this year. I think it's that's a really important consideration for fantasy. I mean... I know St. George well, but sometimes you've got to take a player's performance with a grain of salt. And, you know, again, I think I'd look against that, against that Dragon's middle. So we have to be careful with that one. 100%. And, yep, no, totally agree there. All right, guys. So Nick has the Sharks by eight. Mitch has the Sharks by 10. Uh, I have the Sharks by 24 in this one. I reckon the Titans were flattered last week they got really lucky the Dragons just made some what I call extraordinary unlucky mistakes like the accidental offside that uh, that got them down the other end so they they were just absolutely lucky last week I th- I reckon the Dragons uh, sorry the Titans they're a bottom 14 uh, alright so that takes us through to the end of the round so look let's go through to our, our to the moon segment so look, we have our uh, quick cash cow, Trent Peoples, minus seven break even, which means there's that he will, yeah, he will seriously make you some money this week. We got Royce Hunt at zero. We got uh, Zach Wolford at two. Tyron Wishart at a break even of three. Selwyn Colo, who we didn't mention, but had a great game on the weekend, and he looks like a future Origin player, wouldn't you say, Mitch? Absolutely. Yeah, he's got a break-even of four. Dejernasi, who looked good, break-even of four. Severely, now he's a guy that we probably should talk about just really quickly, sidebar on him. Uh, Severely Havili. So he, uh, this week, got a 42 in 35 minutes against the Warriors. So he's currently priced at 363k. He's currently only listed as a hooker, but really he's playing as a bench middle. 
uh, and he's really stepped up. Nick is mentioning that he looked good here. Mitch, I know that we're possibly looking for exits for guys like Leo Thompson. Would you think about uh, Havili? Yeah, he certainly passed the eye test. I, I can't get him in this week. But again, if you don't have many fires to put out, he's certainly an interesting little cash cow. Yeah, no, 100%. No, I'm thinking that this week might be a cash down week. You know, take a guy like Tuolagi, yeah, 100K less. You get uh, Havili in there. Uh, or even just as a backup hooker for a couple of weeks where we find someone else. We have Joseph Suwali. Uh, so, so I guess we're putting a buy rating on uh, Havili as a cash down option. Joseph Suwali's break into a 10. Uh, Talatau Kula's break even off 11. He he was probably one of the better players in a not particularly good uh, good team for the Seagulls. So good luck to him. And we didn't mention him, but Mitch, Lachlan Elias, how do you, how, what do you think of his performance on the weekend? I think he's getting better and better, and he's sort of proving to be the exact player we thought he'd be. Uh, and we had a stronger hold rating on him, and I continue to say that. I think uh, he's going to be a really top-level uh, halfback, and people just need to give him a bit more time. So if you're clever and listen to the podcast, and more importantly, listen to us, you're laughing. 100%. He's made you that 147K so far. So I, took- I reckon he's got another 50K to go. 100%. Yeah, I reckon he'll hit 500, maybe 550, at which point you cash him down and you, you trade someone else up to be a top-level player. All right. Yep. So, oh, captain, my captain this week. Mitch, who have you got as your captain and vice-captaincy choices? Uh, clear is captain. Benny Hunter's vice against the Warriors. He's drinking all the milkshake. Oh, he will be actually there. Yeah, I almost be ca- tempted to put him as captain. I know you won't, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can't. I just can't. Uh, I that my, I couldn't take the stress of it. Nah, fair enough. Look, Nick here has one of the guys who's got Isaiah Papali'i, who's now like the second most expensive player in fantasy. Pumped out an 83 this week. Absolutely monstered the opposition. Uh, scored a brilliant try, actually. He's just supporting player Mitchell Moses. He didn't have to be there, but he was. And he got the meat pie for his troubles, and he looked good Man, the rest of the game. Imagine if you had him on your team. Like, holy you? moly. <laughs> he's up 150K this year. I'm, I'm, it's not over 150K. It's all the points. I'm so disappointed. I Next year, I'm backing myself. Even at the West Tigers, I'll back him. Anyway, moving on. Uh, he continues to play well, so Nick has him as his vice captain. Again, he's a valid captaincy choice as well this week uh, because he's up against the Seagulls, who don't. They didn't look good last week. And I have Cleary, and I, my vice captain at this point will likely be Payne Haas. Though, oh, I don't, I don't like that, mate. Oh, it could be. The other option is Harry Grant, who it was last week. I like that less. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, mate, that's who I've got, really. Like, I, I'm not running these big fellas. I don't have Papley. I don't have Ben Hunt. So, Harry Grant mm. versus uh, uh, the Cowboys. I reckon he could go all right. Yeah. All right. So. What about Nico? Nico, back in the halves, he'll, he'll do all right. But, you know, we're, he's certainly a valid captaincy choice again, though last week it showed that he is a mortal man. Though against the Gold Coast, he could do a fair bit better. All right, so trades this week. Mitch, what what are your urgent trades? 
Mate, I'm uh, continuing to play Moneyball and I pretty much am where I want to be on my Moneyball team uh, because I, I, I've missed a couple of big cash cows this year. I'm trying to pick up on the cut price keepers. So I've gone to Ilagi, who I think is close enough to cashed out to Mitch Barnett uh, and Tommy Starling, whose position is uh, tenuous at best to Nat Butcher. So looking for those mid-tier uh, cut price keepers, though Nat Butcher I might have to trade out. I'm going to ride the Mitch Barnett train. He's a super player. He's tough. He maintains the rage. Uh, as long as he can keep that elbow below chest tight, I, I just can't see him not getting 60 to 70 minutes a week. Yeah. Oh, my, my concern is just how long Kurt Mann is out for because that puts him back on the bench, which means he only gets 40. So 30 and 40. Yep. So, oh, so I'm hoping for an injury. Basically. 100%. Well, look, they've had so many this year. They're certainly quite possible. Uh, Nick uh, is moving Nat, uh, Max King and Tash, uh, sorry, Isaiah Tass for some cashies in his team. So at this point, it'll probably be Wade Graham and uh, Havili, according to what he's writing up. He's certainly not yelling at me on the <laughs> writings me up right now. He'll be upset about... Um about uh, Wade Graham. He does not want Wade Graham. Oh, that's it. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll meet, Nick, I'll meet yourself, mate. Let, let's see whether you can talk through this one about, about what your trades are this week. Nothing. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Yeah, no. Bonjour. <laughs> put the okay. back on. Put it back on. Put it back on. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, hello, hello. You're still washed, mate. You're yeah. done. All right. <laughs> so, no. I will not take <laughs> No, he's not taking anyone. He's cooked. Okay. Uh, so, admit, uh, look, his I, internet's about as good as Trent Barrett's coaching. Yeah, 100%. So, look, uh, for my me this week, I am uh, I'm training to a luggy for Nat Butcher. That's my first trade. And then I've got to work out, am I moving on Leah Thompson, Schneider, or whoever else, but I really want him to... I want to get in a keeper somewhere in this trade here. So it might be Tommy Starling to read Marnie. So this week, just yep. just so that I move myself to a keeper hooker. Yeah, read Marnie looks the business, mate. I mean, I said at the start of this year, his shoulder shouldn't give him too much curry, and it certainly hasn't. Uh, it's a great surgery, and it was performed by a good surgeon, so I think he's pretty safe. And, you know, I've given the eels a lot of stick, but they're going to be reasonable. 100%. Um, you're not going to lose your shirt on that one. 100%. But you might, you might if you hold Starling. Hundred <laughs> percent, which is where my concerns at. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna trade that in there. So, yeah, Nat Butcher and uh, uh, Reed Marnie joined my team. So added in, they add in a little bit of coverage. So we got some questions from the boys. So the business two one seven three says, "Hey boys, I'm one of six loyal, loyal listeners." Thanks. Then I'll have to mix uh, mic anti- uh, microphone antics tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. So one of our. So, do you reckon Haas will get more minutes this week, Mitch? You're the man with the plan. Uh, he will get more minutes, but I don't think he'll get eighty. I think he'll be closer to sixty. Excellent. Okay, so probably one more week, which is a bit gross because Origin's coming up, but there's really no one else to go to unless you're buying Papali. Look, uh, he he's a hold. Um, just, you know, suck it up. Um, yeah. They should give him only 60. They might give him more, but hey, man, you're the Broncos and you're rolling. Why would you risk having him out for multiple weeks with an even worse AC joint injury? Just give him the 60 and roll on. 100%. That's kind of what put a bit of a cramp on uh, Cam Smith's final season. Was that that AC joint injury put him out for a few weeks in a row? Yeah, you've got to be careful with him. As I said, they do come back quickly, but they can be quite painful. And if you're... 
you abuse it, it could be a problem. Fair enough. Andrew's written his Talakai cell now. Uh, Nick has written yes, I agree. So uh, Mitch agrees already. So yes, Talakai cell, yes. Is Max King a cell? Yes. And I've got a soft yes on that. There are a lot of other cells this week. So he's like down on my list of people to sell. Uh, next up, uh, Torin. This has been a... Di- has this been a difficult year for fantasy players or are we just bad? And Mitch, what are you thinking, mate? <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, can really relate to that. I, I actually am a pretty good fantasy player and I found it difficult. Um, I think sometimes Torrin particularly if things don't start out well, you can be compounding errors. And that's certainly been my issue this year is I've tried to chase the dragon a few times when um, you shouldn't. Just stick to your gut and ride out the storm, mate. There's always a move to make in fantasy. There's going to be injuries. Other teams are going to have bad luck. Things are going to go sideways. Just look for the opportunities. Continue to play it safe. Uh, look for the diamonds in the rough. Uh, everyone's going to go through it. Just keep writing it out because if you've gone on similar sorts of, you know, things like I have and you've probably taken my advice from time to time if you are in this position, which I'm sorry about, uh, we will eventually come out of it. Players like Benny Hunt, players like Angus Crichton, Brandon Smith, they're going to come good. Sometimes you just need to hang on. And as Nick always says, and I always support him on this one, just trust the eye test. Um, Watch players play. If they look good, don't stress too much about the minutes and the points. The rest will come if they look good. 100%. And I also say, Torrin, mate, if you're, if you're spit stuck there, mate, if you're not at 13 million, if you're at 11 or 12 million, look at those guys that we talked about, like with a little bit of uh, money in them, like Havili, and, and get on them, mate, because money solves a lot of ills for you because it means you're trading up all the time. So you want to be turning that $300,000 guy into a $400,000 guy or a $500,000 guy all the time until you, yeah, you get a team full of studs. Uh, ben, why Ricky, why? So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Why Ricky, why? I, I didn't want to trade Starling or Schneider this week. I thought I had till round 13, and I don't. So... I've, I reckon you can wait a week on Starling and you can wait a week on Schneider if he's not playing, but it just hurts from an overall perspective. So yes, this is the danger with Ricky Stewart. There's also the danger with Nathan Brown and players like him. They do not pick the same team. They get crossed. They muck around with minutes. Do not trust them. So, and yeah, th- yeah 100% Nick has written, this is why we don't like people to own Raiders or Tigers, or Warriors. The coaches muck around with them. All right, I've got a uh, question for you, Mitch. Uh, well, really, I guess it's for Nick as well. Is uh, Wolford a go if selected, and how does it affect Elliot's minutes? Uh, so, Mitch, you know, he, any, any thoughts he, here? He, he probably is, um, but... Uh, Elliot could be back when he's healthy, which is something Nick's just typed, and I agree with that. But we just said, why, Ricky, why? I, I, I was reluctant to get on Starling, and I made good cash out of it. I'm out on the Raiders uh, as far as fantasy goes. I, I can't go there anymore. That's not the risks I'm willing to take. My strategies come to the cut price cash keepers like Barnett, Nat Butcher, Crichton when he dropped his price, Josh Jackson. That's where I'm going where things are a bit more stable and more obvious because they're known entities. Um, you could absolutely lose your shirt over Wolford. Um, 
if you've got trades to burn, as Nick said, you can take the punt. Otherwise, if you're like me, probably not worth it. 100%. Look, I would um, I, would, I would possibly look at Peoples this week over uh, Wolford because, again, Wolford could be gone next week. At least it looks like that um, Demetrio wants to play Trent Peoples. Uh, yep, and look, uh, I guess Nick is just saying apologies for the technical difficulties. And, yes, we do apologize that uh, if you've had to put up with Robot Nick tonight. Uh, <laughs> on the plus side, a huge thank you to Nick because uh, – Mitch was working and I was driving back from Queensland. So he's done all the preparation work this week. So Did a great re- job too. Exactly. All of the stuff we we're reading out tonight, like a lot of those uh, points, breakdowns and uh, technical data that we have, that's all Nick. So mate, thank you for all your hard work that you have put in this week. Sorry that we can't give you the prize, mate. You can take yourself off mute, say goodbye to the listeners. And look, I'll say goodbye now. Mitch, mate, hopefully you go better this week, mate. I, I reckon it's just around the corner for you. I just got to hang in there, mate. Like a bit like the Raiders, I'll find my way and crack into the top two or 3,000, which I think is probably uh, going to be my ceiling this year. But as long as I don't embarrass myself, I'm okay. I'll come 100%. back harder in 2023. 100%. Uh, and Nick, mate, you know, you can, you can bring yourself back off mate it's, you can say goodbye to everyone we just give you a nice rap mate so, so come and give us a bit of robot voice see you guys he's on like a four second delay it's like he's not actually on the moon this is uh, hello <laughs> alright anyway thank you everyone for listening uh, thank you for Queensland for putting on a great magic round thanks for putting up uh, with us on the Gold Coast for a week uh, apologies about the mess we'll see you guys next year if uh, up there and just a final reminder OGG Days Gene Campit get in touch with us by Friday mate to pick up your prize otherwise it'll roll over to next week and if we make it all the way to round 25 and no one claims it I'm probably just going to end up with diabetes so we'll have it as like an end of season prize right for yep. us to eat absolutely 100% alright uh, thank you Mitch thank you Nick thank you to our listeners uh, we will catch you all next week